We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Lucky Lefty Network, patreon.com forward slash Lucky Lefty Network, SD2 Mike's in the building, Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, the Anora Boys, man, special guest this evening, we welcome to the podcast, he is, in our eyes, there is no other quarterback in the class better left, that's just flat out, there is no other quarterback in the class better 2025 Notre Dame quarterback commit Deuce Knight joins us right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast Reverse Spin. Deuce, how you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So I saw you go live today, National Signing Day. So you were celebrating some of your teammates down there today? Yes, sir. So how's basketball season going? I see you doing a lot of windmills and showing off a little bit. Man, basketball season, it just ended for us Monday. Uh, we lost in our district, district tournament. So we, we didn't advance to the state playoffs. We kind of had a little, a little rough year, but still got a couple buckets though this year. Are you a shooter or a slasher? What type right. of player? I got to know. All right, look, so I'm, I'm a slasher, but I can shoot the three, two, like anything inside the arc, though. Like other than me, like getting to the rim, I can't, I'm not no mid-range type guy. But I can shoot the three and I can get to the rim. That's about it. So basically, he's telling us he's a left-hand Vince Carter. Either he's dunking on you or shooting the three. That's all I can do. Deuce Knight with us from Bluesdale, Mississippi. Now, this is my question because left has a lot of pride from the state of Ohio. I'm a Chicago dude. So, you know, I have a lot of pride with my Chicago dudes. A lot of your fellow commits are from the Chicago area. So we'll talk about them as well. The state of Mississippi, the last time a quarterback came to Notre Dame and started, it was a young guy by the name of Jarius Jackson, who has won several championships other than this up in the CFL. And I'm not mistaken, left, he's still a coach up there. I think an offensive coordinator up there in the CFL. Just talk about the pride and the connection Mississippi to South Bend, Indiana, and what you're going to be, what you feel like you're going to bring when you finally arrive on campus. I am most definitely. I feel like. A big reason why I chose Notre Dame, I feel like it's different from Mississippi. Like, I could go, I could go to Ole Miss, I could go to Mississippi State, but uh, why not go to Notre Dame and just be different than 
than a lot of guys from Mississippi. So I feel like just me, me being from the South, no disrespect to the Northern people, but I just feel like we like kind of more, more dog. Cause you know, they, they like to say the South is like dirty and stuff. So like, we just trying to, just trying to get it how we live kind of. So like, we really like, I'm bringing a, a very competitive uh, style of play. Like I, I hate losing, like that's the, that's the worst feeling in the world to lose the game. So I'm just gonna compete, compete every day. Like that's just the main thing about me compete. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, see, I'm from Chicago. I have Chicago pride, but my roots are all Mississippi, bro. Oh, yeah. My roots are all Mississippi, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Morton, Mississippi is where my people are from. It's about 20 miles east of Jackson. And then I have people down there right by you in Magnolia. I think that's about an hour, hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes east of you or west of you. So, but you're close to the Alabama border, right? Yes, I am. Depending upon uh, where you go in Mississippi, it's a little bit different. The further south you go, it's more of a New Orleans vibe. The yeah. closer you get to Louisiana, what's the vibe of Loose Death? Uh, the vibe of Loose Death, it's real. It's small. It's real country. Like everybody know everybody. So it's like I could be in Walmart and I could see like people I see every day. Like you never gonna see like new faces for real. So, but it's a it's a cool vibe. It's like a family vibe. So. What's the go-to like spot it. after a game on a Friday night? What's what's the spot everybody hits? It's Waffle House or Sonic. It's one of those Waffle House or Sonic. Our, our Sonic, it stay open to like 12. So, and then Waffle House, you know, that's all night. So, got to go in there, get some get some eats after yeah. the game. See, I, I'm all for that because my cousin, Mike Davis, he played a little college ball and went to the NFL uh, for Morton. And I remember what, going to his games and Sonic was like lit left. Yeah. Sonic down south is t- is different, bro. See up here, yeah. we have Sonic, but it's like a drive-through. Down south, it's like you pull up, you order, they bring your food out. Everybody's just in the parking lot. It's a totally it's different chill. vibe. Tell them, dudes, it's, it's totally right. different down south. Sonic's it's, totally different down. That's south. what my brother said the other day. He was like, "It's like the club for uh, younger younger people." But it is like the eighteen and under club, Deuce Knight, two thousand twenty-five Notre Dame quarterback commit right here. Lucky Lefty Network. I think it's pretty cool, man. Deuce, thank you for coming on, man. And just like you talk about just the respect that Mississippi has as, as, as a football state, 
the old Miss, Mississippi State right there. It's a lot of football culture. But bringing that good South to up in South Bend, have you thought about that transition? Because there's not too many people with that mentality that you're bringing up, especially to a place like South Bend. Nah, like I said, it, it's different. You know, a lot of people, they they would really won't, wouldn't want to do it. Like Coach Freeman, his favorite thing is saying choose hard. So, like, that's how I felt like I was doing. I'm choosing hard. I'm going up to the cold. It's cold up there, uh, different people. It's, it's bigger than my city. My I, I live in a small city, so, uh, but I'm, I'm just it's different. So, you were right in the middle of the entire CJ May thing with the deep commitment and on Instagram. You showed him love on X Twitter. Did you feel like he was trying to spin things his way to make it seem advantageous for him as the deep commitment happened? Is that what drew you to get involved with it and clarify the rule that he was talking about? Or were you just supporting somebody that you got to know during the recruiting process? Oh, yeah. So, CJ, you know, he's from Alabama, so he kind of down close to me. But that that's somebody I, I've grown close with, like, through the whole recruit process. So, I'm just, like, showing him love. Like, I'm going to show him love wherever he go. Even if, like, wherever he go, I'm going to show him love. That's my dog. So, Are you still going to be working? On him. Uh, oh yeah. If if like I'm pretty sure he's still interested. So I'm I'm still gonna try to show him love. This is where he need to be at. I think like this be the best place for him, like to reach everything he wants. Like now, achieve all his goals. But what's it like being a leader in the class now? Not only are you a top in your position in the country, but now you're the leader of the class. They following you, you recruiting guys in your class to come. What's that leadership like pre you know, getting there in the huddle. You're not even in the huddle yet, and you got to recruit and bring your guys together. What's that been like for you? Oh, yeah, so I feel like it's, just, it's been good because I've already get, gotten to build a bond with my, my future teammates, and then I'm just somebody they look to like, all right, this guy been doing this right here. So so that's been good. And, like, all the guys, like, I talk to all the guys that commits, talk to them about every day, and, like, I send a guy to the group chat and be like, hey, we got to go get this dude right here. So it's like it's it's fun. It's actually fun recruiting to me. So I don't I don't look like look at it, at look at it like recruiting. I just look at it like, hey, I'm trying to go just chill my talk to my future teammates. Now, what did you see in Notre Dame? Was it was it Marcus Freeman? Because you know he's from my city too. We both from Dayton. We we, oh, yeah. we know we good people. But what what was it? What what did you see in that quarterback room that you're like, I need to be in there and I need to change what's going on. Well, first off, in the quarterback room, I feel like uh, I wanted to be in a spot where all the guys, they're supporting each other. Like, even if it's a quarterback battle, I feel like you should still support your teammates. And, like, when I went up there, I seen that in the quarterback room. Like, uh, when I went to spring practice, Tyler was over there, Steve, Kenny, all those guys, they, they're lifting each other up, Sam. They're all, like, just, like, like it's one guy. Like, we know it's going to be one guy, but we still going to support each other. And then it's just uh, – I feel like I bring something different to the table in that quarterback room as like from an athletic standpoint. So I could go in there and like compete early. So that's what I see. So there are a lot of new wide receiver offers. I can only imagine. But Lev, I'm very interested in seeing what Deuce yeah. says about this. Right. When you get word that this is a new offer, do you run to the huddle page or do you run to the film page? Like, all right, let me see what this dude is working with. Let me see. Uh, let me see what we got. Some guys I have watched some guys, but I trust the staff eyes. So 
I, I know they, they're elite uh, talent evaluators, so I trust I trust those guys' eyes. So, like, if I see they offer, hey, we want this guy, I'm go hit him up. Like, hey, this is where you need to be at. So what is your relationship with wide receiver target Jamie French that a lot of Notre Dame fans are interested in? Are you working on them? Are you talking to them? And how close are you guys? What's your relationship? Oh, yeah, I, I hit Jamie. I hit Jamie up at least once a week. We're not real tight, but I still I still got to hit him up, like, let him know, hey, we got to come do it at Notre Dame. Like, you from Florida, I'm from Mississippi. Come be different up here. Like, don't, don't go to no Florida school like every other Florida guy going to do. Lucky Lefty Network, 2025 quarterback commit to the University of Notre Dame. Deuce Knight joins us right here. Patreon.com forward slash Lucky Lefty Network. The North boys are definitely in the building. One of the things that did stand out to me, though, real quick, it's just like I always see your family so happy when you're at Notre Dame taking the pictures. You always include them. What's the family vibe like about Notre Dame and how excited they are for you and just what has been what the Notre Dame's effect has been on your family, especially the excitement from your mom. Everybody seems like they really excited about this move. Yes, sir. So I feel like that's a, that's another big reason why I picked Notre Dame. It's, it's a big family. Like, like I said, with the quarterback room, like everybody just show each other love. And then uh, just the whole staff, they, they recruited my parents too. Like Coach Gino, I used to joke around and be like, Coach Gino, he like my dad uh, more than me. So, they just showed my whole family love, like uh, my mom, my dad, my sister. And I feel like they recruited my family harder than anybody. So the infamous recruiting trip when you were there last year and they called you to the middle of the field and you spend the majority of that time standing next to Gino right behind oh, yeah. the action. Like, yes, sir. how did that make you feel at that moment? And what did you gain? What valuable experience do you feel like you gained from that visit in that moment? I feel like that just that just shows you that you're like an important target, like you're the guy, like you feel me. So like him just standing there coaching me up while practice is going on, I mean like hey, he really want me. So I feel like I just I got to see actually how Coach Gino coaches and like I like that he real like uh energetic with his guys. He gonna make sure his guys know everything because like he don't wanna be the one getting yelled at by Coach Freeman. So he gonna know make sure his guys know everything, like from uh, drawing things up on the board, from uh, plays, all that. So, so what were some of the things he pointed out? He was he coaching you based upon uh, what you saw, or was he kind of giving you points, pointers based upon what happened? When when they was really running plays, like he would just uh, kind of break the play down to me, like protection. Hey, this is the protection call right here. This is the play because you know college college plays and high school plays totally different things. Like you gotta. Probably a 10 word, 12 word play call. In high school, you probably got two words. So he had to break it down for me. Uh, and then just like, uh, just pointing out certain coverages like, hey, this man, so this is what we're going to do. Like, this is my alert or something right here. So things like that. So you did take an opportunity last year to go to Lipscomb. I remember watching you on ESPN when you guys had the national game. And I was talk literally on the phone with you left. And I'm like, they're not letting Deuce play his game, bro. They're not letting Deuce play That's his right. game. Like, That's right. It's like, dude, why are they, what are they doing? And then it got to the fourth quarter and it seemed like you just made up in your mind, like, yo, I'm just about to go play. 
I'm just about to go play and make plays, get out the pocket, get, get on the loose, use my legs. How did that game impact you deciding to come back and what really transpired? Because I'm sure fans want to know, want to know how did you just finally make the decision like, yo, this isn't for me. I'm going to go back home to my home school. Uh, I don't think that game really had much impact on me coming back. I Like you said, uh, at the end, like I just started using my legs and stuff. I just kind of sometimes I just kind of forget not not to say this in like a cocky way, but I'm I'm kind of the most athletic guy on the field. So sometimes I kind of forget that and I stop running and start trying to scramble around. So when I start doing that, uh, it, it open up, opens up a lot of things. But just me coming back and just wanting to be around my family and things like that. So what did you feel like you pulled from that entire experience, like even coming back home? I'm sure you gleaned some wisdom and understanding I, from that experience. Yes, sir, for sure. I feel like it was a good experience uh, just getting coached up a little bit, uh, playing with other great players, like player, players that, that uh, have the same goals as me, like just seeing how they work and things like that, uh, playing against good players too. So I played against some great players and I played with some great players. It was funny. Love, let me tell you something, and I mean this. Chicago, you know, left. We talk that we talk that talk when it comes to basketball, bro. That's the right. Of, the state of Mississippi is literally the most underrated athletic state yeah, for sure. in America. And I'm not just saying that because we you got said in, America? in America. Sure. In America, in America, sure. left. Yes. I went down there yes, in seventh sure. grade, and I'll never forget because I was a man. I was a pretty good player up here in Chicago in seventh grade. Like people knew knew about me a little bit. And I go down there and I'm playing with my cousin. And he's like, yo, we're about to go to my boy's backyard and play. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm expecting you in Chicago, dude. We play on blacktop, concrete. We go to his backyard. It's all dirt. Dirt, that's all, all yeah, dirt. dirt. Rim, yeah. open garage. I was the least athletic dude. And I could play. The least? Dude, dudes jumping seventh grade. Dunking, windmilling. I'm like, yo, what the, what, dude? That's when I knew, like, oh, these boys. I already knew that my cousin had his weights in the front yard, so I already knew what the culture was. They just built different. But when I actually got to see the athleticism and I could play, I had a newfound respect for Mississippi. So is that the pride you come to Notre Dame with? Like, yo, people sleep on us. Oh yeah, and I'm about to show you for sure. Yes, sir. You know. Just like I said, being from Mississippi, you are, I feel like you always gotta gotta uh, prove something. Like when we go play other teams that, that's even from Mississippi, our coach be like, "These people just think we some like farmers type type dudes." Mm -hmm. Like, cause we from the country, they think we just like to hunt, fish, and farm and things like that. So we gotta show these dudes like some real athletes. Yeah, facts. Hey, left. I'm telling you, that state. Some talent down there, boy. Yeah. Especially in the back basketball, they are definitely underrated. You got Monte yes, Ellis, legends like that. Chris, Chris Jackson. Jackson. Mississippi gets it done on the football field and basketball court. Deuce Knight with us once again. Lucky Lefty Network. Are you a trash talker? Are you? Are you? Uh, a, good like, question. Are you good of, question. Like, what type of quarterback are you on the field? Are you? Are you a galvanizing? Come on, let's rock guy. Or are you more? I'm a. I'm a make sure you feel me when i'm on the field uh i say i got i got moments where i talk trash because some sometimes something said to me 
and I just come back. Hey, you seen that? But usually I just don't talk talk a lot because you know people gonna see people gonna see like whatever they want to see. They gonna talk trash, and then people just gonna see what you show. What was your biggest improvement? You feel like from your sophomore year to the junior year? Because I don't know if you saw Malik did a film analysis of your sophomore film yes, when sir. you visited Notre Dame last year, and he was very impressed with what he saw. What steps did you take from your sophomore year to your junior year? And then what do you want to improve upon going into your senior year? Well, I feel like uh, just me me being a quarterback, like taking the steps to actually being like, not people just not view, viewing me as like, hey, this is some athletic freak they can throw the ball to. But, so I feel like me uh, just kind of staying in the pocket a, a tad longer and making throws or getting hit and things like that. Like that was something I wanted to improve on. Like not leaving uh, the pocket and like first pressure you feel like just maneuvering through that and making the throw. And that's something I still want to get better on. Like, uh, like stepping up in the pocket, sliding and making throws. Cause that's how, that's how touchdowns are made too. And then I just, I feel like I need to get my uh, footwork better so I can uh, be on time for some throws and things like that and just not make throws with all, all arm and stuff. So how difficult is that? You're blessed, bro. You're just yeah. God, man, God laid his hands upon you. And the gifts that you have managing that, because I think you talked about it a little bit earlier, knowing every time you step on the field, I'm the best dude on the field. Athletic. Yes, I can take over when I get ready. But it's it's so difficult to play the quarterback position. How do you balance like, okay, I want to get better. I want to focus on my footwork. I want to focus on my technique and making sure that I'm doing what I do as a quarterback so that everybody is involved in the game and then pick and choose when I can take over because I know I can do that whenever I get ready. How difficult uh, is that for you to balance? Uh, yes, sir. It is kind of difficult because, you know, even even the best people in the game struggle with that. Like, Lamar, I feel like that's what he kind of was struggling on in that game against Kansas. He didn't want to just run the ball every play because he know he can throw and he know he can – uh, get everybody involved so it, it is kind of hard trying to trying to uh work through that out but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to win the game and then just after we could talk about everybody else feelings after we win the game and things like that so i know being that close to the lsu campus you were very aware of what was going on with Jaden daniels the heisman season he had and now his offensive coordinator they're spearheaded that Heisman season for him. Yes, sir. More than likely, it's going to be your offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock. He comes back yes, to Notre Dame. How excited are you about that opportunity, not only to watch him develop the quarterback room this season, but to get your opportunity when you finally arrive to work with him? I oh, yeah. When when they made the hire, I was excited because you know Coach Freeman said he he needed to go get the best, and that's what he did. Like. Uh, me just watching LSU on TV. I even went up there one time and uh, he showed he showed me uh, me and the similarities me and Jaden had uh, just throwing the football, athleticism, and all that. So I'm excited about the hire because I know like what he could do with this offense. And then when I get up there, what we can do to help us achieve our goal with a natty. So, what's your favorite meal from Waffle House? Now I'm about to see because you know I'm a Waffle House dude. I like the uh, the Texas bacon. It's called a Texas bacon. Tasted bacon, egg, and cheese milk. That's what it's called. It's basically like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, but on, on Texas toast, basically. So I'm a chicken I, breast, eggs, waffle with a side of grits guy. Yeah. That's my go-to. 
I'm gonna have to try that out though. I kind of change it up. I get the Texas chicken melt, something like that, four eggs with cheese. That's it, really. Now that's the meal. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You're stepping into a culture at Notre Dame where the trash talking when it comes to basketball is elite. Yeah. We're talking about 20 years deep, the trash talking when it comes to basketball amongst Notre Dame players. Who were we talking to left the other day that told us they played Everett Golson not too long ago and crossed him over? Oh, uh, that was uh, Quincy. Quincy said, make sure we call Ev and say that Quincy cross you over. Quincy Avery cross you over. <laughs> so, and it's crazy because it's not just guys like you. It's not just left, the quarterbacks. Mike McGlinchey, who is a Pro Bowl offensive tackle in the NFL, who was an All-American Notre Dame, when he was there, was lauded as the best basketball player in the program. As an offensive line, that's how that's how good the talent is on the hardwood when you get there. That is crazy. So, you know, have you guys hooked on some of your recruiting trips? Have you already started a little trash talking? Not really with with like any of the guys. I know we got some good guys that can hoop. Like Ethan Long, we're gonna get Mark Zachary. I know he can hoop too. So we're gonna we're gonna um, Ethan kind of try to talk a little trash to me, like that he had dunk on me and stuff, but he can't oh. even dunk. <laughs> So he, just so he can't crazy dunk, stuff. but he's saying he's going to dunk on you. He he probably he probably dunked one time before and act like he can dunk. There is a possibility that the guy that could be taking your back when you finally take the field for the Fighting Irish makes a commitment to Notre Dame in a few days or coming up soon. The relationship you have with Owen Streetick, talk about that. You guys were. Went to the hockey game, I believe, when you were there for the junior day. You've been there yeah, multiple times together. Man, I, didn't, I didn't know you was a hockey kind of guy. Hey, that was my first hockey game ever. It was low-key cool, though. That's what's up, man. Cool. Notre Dame has a good team, too. So Yeah, it was packed out. It was packed out. Yeah, me and Owen, we we good buddies, man. We we play the game together. We get on the phone, me and some of our other commits. Uh, we kind of talk about it every day on Snapchat. I would just snap each other, text each other, send each other TikToks and things like that. So we'll get on the game. But, you know, I already know what he's going to do, though. He okay. got to so come protect me. He got to come protect me. We talked about this. Yes, sir. He got to come protect me. Hey, when you get the quarterback, they say recruiting, you got to get the quarterback in your class. And then after that, the quarterback has to get that left tackle, bro. Got to. You got to get that left tackle to make sure he's good. For the rest yes, of his career at Notre Dame. You talk about yes, the culture and how you enjoyed the hockey game. What has stood out? Because Cam Williams talked about it. He was like, yo, it's just good to get out and be a student because it's so different on campus, going to these games and enjoying the camaraderie amongst the students. Is that something that you've been able to feel, even though you haven't really been there during the week or during time when classes are in session? Oh yeah, it's different. You know, the Notre Dame culture is different. Like it's a it's a family, like for sure. Like the fans, they they always hit me up on social media showing me love. So they, they yeah, they, they gonna my, start uh, sending you fan mail in a minute, man. Yeah, they even show my my parents and my sisters love. So I know I know it's different. Like and then the uh, Notre Dame fan base is so it's so big and it's worldwide. So I feel like that's a big thing too. So but anytime I'm up there, they always showing constant love. 
taking pictures with me and things like that. What's that envision been like? You, you know, you see yourself playing under there. What's that been like? Have you kind of taken in those first couple days or those first couple years of how you see it? Do you talk with Marcus Freeman about what it looks like when you get up to campus at all? No, sir, not really. I just know, like, the the one main goal is we got to win a national championship. We just going to, he always say, we're just going to take that one day at a time. Like, I'm going to keep you on the, uh, the narrow road. It's going to be bumpy. But I'm gonna keep you. Like that's my. That's that. Like he tell you straight up. Like he not no quarterback guy. He's not an offensive guy. But he tell you straight up. The one thing he can do is keep you focused and keep you on the road to so that that we can achieve the national championship. So I know, like you just said, taking it one step at a time. But I know, fifteen early enrollees. Do you sometimes watch their IGs and see them working out or see the workout videos and say, man, I I can't wait. I, I, oh, yeah. man. You're trying to enjoy your senior season and your senior year, but it's like, are you itching to get there just watching guys like C.J. Carr, Cam Williams going through the process and getting acclimated with the rest of the fellas? Are you looking forward to that? Uh, yes, sir, for sure. So I seen I seen a, a workout video and some workout pictures the other day, and I seen Cam, in and I started laughing because, like, he always tell me, he, he tell me, like every time I talk to him, like man, this this came by so fast, man. So I'm just ready for it, ready to get to work with those guys. I I'm already cool with a lot of those guys in the 24 class and players. I'm like players that's already there, so I'm ready to do it. Now, what's it been like holding the pressure of not only being a Notre Dame quarterback commit, but one of the top quarterbacks in the country? Holding that weight, how much does it mean to you to be the number one quarterback? How much does it mean to be a top player going into college football, especially a place like Notre Dame with such high expectations? I, it's a blessing, man. It's, it's great. Uh, it's just great being in this position. You know, I feel like having just being committed to Notre Dame, I feel like that is a, a ton of uh, pressure and expectation, but I wouldn't have did it if I felt like I couldn't handle it and they wouldn't have. Uh, they wouldn't have took me if they felt like I couldn't handle it, handle it either. So, just uh, being a Notre Dame commit, I know it's a, I know it uh, means a lot, and you're you're held to a higher expectation because like of the program's history and the culture. So, but like I said, I'm ready to do it, man. So you just got knocked out of the playoffs. Basketball season is over. What's next for Deuce? Are you getting back up to Notre Dame? You know, from March, close to the pro day in the first practices, are you thinking about doing that? Are you are you thinking about you know let me take let my body rest and then I'll get back to it training and, and lifting and doing other things? What's next from Deuce Knight? Oh yeah, what's next is just getting better and then in the spring I'm looking to be up be up another day for a couple of practices. So that's really it. Just I just want to get better every day and then that's really about it you ever look ahead and look at like the pool of how college football is right now from a quarterback standpoint and see yourself com uh, wanting to compete with some of these guys that, that you're looking forward to? I know uh, Lagway at Florida's got a lot of hype. I know Nico Ima Valida's got a lot of things going, but do you see any guys that you're excited to see on the next level? Oh, yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of guys, you know, even guys that, uh, that don't play quarterback. I know uh, it's some guys from Mississippi that – that I didn't beat in high school that I know I wouldn't beat in college. So I know it's going to be fun. Now that's how you spin it different. Don't you? We first